Hi, this is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast, a podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we're in Nagaland and we're talking to Kumar about multiplying churches throughout Asia and to the ends of the earth. I want to give uh, one small story how how it's been reached. Once I went to a beach beach side in South India and my, my wife was very thirsty. It was broad daylight and South India is being so warm and I went in search of water because that day a big guy, a big leader died in that uh, area. So all the shops were closed, so I couldn't buy water. So I, I went to a home to ask for a water. And that place is uh, untouchable, untouchable groups, the lowest of the lowest, fishermen's, you know, the fishermen's colony. When I went there, I knocked, one old lady came out and she asked, what do you want? Then I said, uh, I want water, can you give me a water? Then she brought a water and I drank from her cup. And then she said, uh, what's your name from where? Then I said, my name is Guru Swami Pillai. When she heard my name, suddenly she got shocked and said, this is a this is amazing. No high caste people used to come to our house and they don't even drink water and we don't get water from them too. But how come you came here? Mm-hmm. Then I told, then I told, it's all about Jesus whom I believe has made you to come here. And then I said, do you want to know about Jesus? Then she said, yes, if that is the case, I want to know. Then I shared, she said, well, uh, you are telling me, but I want the whole village to learn, to know. Then when is the best time, I said. She said, well, uh, the best time is tomorrow five o'clock. Tomorrow five o'clock, but morning at 6 a.m., me and my wife, we are supposed to come to the north. Then I went and talked with my wife, and she said, uh, uh, she said okay, we will cancel ticket. So we canceled the flight ticket, you know, to go to the next day. The reason she invited is uh, in great tsunami, her husband and children were died in the seashore. Mm-hmm. So she was all alone. So when the fisherman comes in the evening at five, she buys the fish from them and she sells in the market. So she's all alone. And that day we cannot, we could not minister to the men because men were all gone to catch the fish in the ocean. That's why she called us the next day. So when me and my wife, we all went the next day, in our house compound, she gathered all the fishermen. It was more than 500 people, you know. So we shared uh, the Romans 3, 23, 6, 23, 10, and Romans 5, 8, and give the beach, and we asked them, and almost more than 500 people accepted Jesus on that day. So sometimes, sometimes we think so, so much that we need to go, that's the area is important, but we don't know like where the God wants to reach people. You know? Sometimes things just happen to us, which is so inconvenient, 
but later we see the reason behind how souls are being added. So Kuma, how did you get involved in multiplying movements? I committed uh, 100 churches in 1995 to plan 100 churches by 2020. So God, God opened an opportunity for me to work in a school and 50% of my money, I was saving it to plan churches. So every six months, I used to go out, reach out to the people, and if anybody comes to faith, then I, I just say, I ask, like, uh, give me a piece of land, and I build a building for them, which uh, means, for me, it's a church. So I was doing the church blending in a traditional model for uh, nearly 11 years, till 2006. Yeah. And in 2007, I, I was praying, and I saw that it's only 11 church that the money that I could earn and build a traditional churches, it was only 11 church. And 13 years left for 2020, and I was so worried and feel very guilty of giving my commitment to the Lord. So I asked Lord, Lord, take away this commitment from me. This is wrong commitment I've made, and I cannot, I cannot do it. Even if I work day and night, I cannot plan 100 churches. It's not going to happen. So I was actually looking for resources like people will come or God will send people whom they will supply the need to build the traditional churches. So nearly six months as I was praying, uh, it didn't solve my purpose. And on the seventh month, I'm supposed to go out in the Himalayan region to reach out. And I was crying and I was praying on my knees. Then I met uh, IMBers coming to my town and teaching about four fields. And when they took Mark IV and the diagram, the four fields diagram, I was amazed because I know what is... Um, uh, what is farming, and we exactly do after after getting the harvest, we keep the best seed to sow again. Mm. And this is how the disciples are being multiplied. And it strikes my heart. And that day, the IMBR asked me to give me a testimony. And I, I was the first one to go there and give testimony. People were shocked. Because the first two feel I was so professional in doing this, and I was by heart uh, of all four verses. I was only using my testimony and uh, four verses. The Romans wrote for 11 years. And now I was missing discipleship and church formation, which stopped me of doing 100 churches. So I prayed and uh, I asked the IMBR and IMBR, coached me for five more days. And then I don't want to start from the old, you know, the traditional churches mm -hmm. to train. So the first thing is I said, let me practice myself. And first let me see how it works. So I knocked about 300 homes. You can see the homes at the back. All these homes I knocked. Really? The back side of my Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All these homes, I went personally... And here we have 52,000 homes, these areas, uh, the covered by the jungles, you see. 
And then I got only 14 homes open for me. 14 men I got uh, who came to the Lord. Then I brought them into... Were they Hindu background people? Yes, they were Hindu background. Yeah. And they came and I said, uh, I'm not coming to your home again, but I want my, my house to be open for you. So why didn't you come to my house? And these 14 men, we decided that we will meet on Sunday. And they came to my house. And then I started doing that disciple's seven commands. And immediately we baptized the next day. And then as they were coming, it was challenging for me to teach the whole four fields to them. So I was teaching piece by piece. Uh, first, I asked them, how about you? How are you doing it? And then how was, the, how was the first and two fields that you were working on? They said, good. Then I said, we are going to learn a new lesson. And I taught them a new lesson. And then we prayed. We practiced over and over. And then we prayed again. And we gave a small vision, like, whom are you going to share with? And they said, I'm going to share with five friends. Some said three friends like that. And mm -hmm. would you mind to open your house, bringing those people into your home and do exactly like the way that we are doing it here? And they were saying, yes, yes, we can do it. It was, it was so organic. And then we prayed and we started training it piece by piece. Even training... The whole four fields, it took a month because first day out of 14, five came. And then the next day, three came and two did not come. Mm -hmm. So it was challenging. But I used to prepare snacks, tea for everyone. The next day, you see, three, two came and three new person came. Okay. So it was, really, it was really challenging, but God gave me a wisdom to train all of them within that one hour, like two new person comes and three old person comes. So I tell three old person, two of you, you train these two new what you have learned last week and let the new one learn from me. And the new one and the old one will, one of the old one will learn from me. And then after they finish, after we finish, then we said, now, the one who learned from me, you teach to all the same thing. So in this way, like we were doing it for a month. And in December, we started in 1st September. And then in December, we saw 100 churches. So I was, I was amazed because I know that the church is not a building, but it's, uh, it's about the kingdom, you know. And we can meet anywhere we want. And so, uh, typically, what, what would one of those hundred churches look like? If you were in the room with the people, what, what would it look like? Uh, initially, if you see, since they are practicing discipleship, making discipleship is going on. And I feel that it's, it's about kingdom growing. And one person to one person. And they are learning it, they are practicing it, and they are obeying it. So I think this is a life cycle of a discipleship should learn, practice, and obey. This should be the life cycle of our, every Christian. Whatever we learn, we should practice on the field, and we should obey ourselves too. So 
immediately after 100 churches, I was praying to get a new unreached district so that I can penetrate the same 100 churches to others. But then the Lord spoke to me, no, you train 100 churches to plan at least three churches by next year. And in that way, uh, it will multiply. So I began, I don't have anything at that time. So I, I had one vehicle, old vehicle. So I sold that one and I took that money to train 100 churches. And everybody planted churches when we took the report. First uh, 15 churches, they gave zero report. I was sad and I was stuck calling others also. But later after an hour, one person called me and said, are you not supposed to call me today? I said, yes, but I forgot, I said. And it said, well, we planted five churches. He said, I was so shocked and there was a peace in my heart. And then I began to ask others and we saw 432 churches. So I feel that church planting movement, those who practice will see the God-sized visions being multiplied in their life. Some, they will do it. Some, they won't do it. Eventually, the same process I was doing the following year. And then in 2009, we saw 1,262 churches. So I saw four generation. After that, I was so pleased that mm. I could not stop in my own stream. So I jumped to the different churches and I think, I did this. The Lord led me to do this. And I've seen uh, about 50,000, more than 50,000 people baptized. So... Uh, I, I want to train you how to get the kingdom of God grow. And some people were excited, so they gave me a privilege to train their believers. And I trained about many churches in 2010, but only few churches they have obeyed because some they don't want to give ordinances, some they don't think that their, their believers can do it. They should have theological education, or maybe the council has to, has to write uh, some kind of thesis for them. All those things, they were saying it. So they did not produce. But all those who have understand the kingdom of God, they have, they have multiplied. And we have seen uh, multiples of fortune and beyond. Mm. So that really took me uh, great peace in my heart. So now I said, I must train my own Oikas back in South India. So I went there, challenged some churches. Oikas is, you're currently living up in, well, you were living in Northern India. So the South yes. you've come from and you've gone back to your family network. Yes, which family network. Yeah, very staunch Hindu background. Yes. The Pillai Mars, the Pillars, the Velalars are the, are the, Uh, Hindu Pandit Christians in my village. Hmm. So I had to go there and uh, reach out to others. So we got a good result. Uh, by now we have seen several thousand churches even among our groups right now. And this and is all among We have uh, 146 UUPG groups in India. Mm -hmm. Yes, Hindu background. Then after coming back to India uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Jimapur in 2010, um, two Muslim fellows, they were very sick, 
So I prayed, and God healed them, and they started coming to our church. So we trained them and giving them small piece of tools how to reach out to the Muslims. And now they have started about fourth gen and beyond, about 12 streams of fourth gen and beyond. They have about 160 churches right now. So God is pleased and God is really working in in India. So this put me in my heart that whoever are trained and if they practice, if they have practiced, then we can see something happening. Then we can go and coach. So in 25 states, I traveled in India and every state they have uh, four gen and beyond mm. uh, started. So I felt that now it's time for me to go to the different countries and work. So right now we have uh, 12 countries. Currently the multiplication is going on. Uh, they are uh, Nepal, Bhutan, uh, India, of course, Burma, then uh, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, China. Okay. These are the countries, 12 countries we work. I go twice a year. Then first, uh, when I go, I do one, uh, three touches of training and one mid-level. So 10 days, 10 days, I used to do this program in every country right now. And so the movement was growing almost all these 12 countries. So I've decided to gather them in, in Chiang Mai this year. So I did once in um, September, five, six, seven, eight. And 12 countries came, 60% of our worker and 40% uh, different groups who have a heart for church planting but never went through multiplications. So we called them and they were there. And now these people represent, representing 40 countries because each country leaders are working three or four countries. So total 40 countries representing were there and total 86 people. So we train and now we see uh, things getting changed even in Burma, Cambodia, Thailand, and Taiwan, even in China and uh, Philippines. So, so, so in that 86, how many of those people would have been first world people? You know, European, Australian, American. So what percentage were from those countries, the traditional Christian countries, and what percent were from you know, the rest of the world? Uh, the um, Americans were very few. Mm-hmm. It was very few. It was led by the Indians, actually. Myself, I was doing the facilitating. And Alok, Chandra, Himal, Deepak, they are from India. Master trainers were taken there. And they were leading it. None of the foreigners were leading it. So... I would say the foreigners from America were 10% out of 86. Others are all from here, One. from the Indonesias and Asias. Mm. So that's good work is going on. And we just moved to Uganda now because we want to touch Africa now. The people you're helping to reach their country, you're also mobilizing them to reach other countries. 
Yes, yes. Ah. I told them straight, the way that I worked, uh, the God led me to work in 12 countries. It is the same God who will help you to work for 12 countries. Mm. Can we see 144 countries by next 2020? So mm. each of them, they took the responsibility of doing that so that I can move to Africa. Now, Africa, we just started, and last month we baptized uh, 52 Muslims, new, new, new converts. So things are changing everywhere in the world, and U.S. US base is, uh, they come to my house and they learn from me, and we do three touches for American team, and after they come, I teach them two days, and two days they will be out on the field for training with, along with my master trainers. And after that, I do the debrief uh, of what they have done. And if there is any lapse, I used to cover them up and then again reteach it for two days. In that way, they become confident. Three, three touches is all about making them consistent in learning it, and then they become confident. So when they move to U.S., their hearts is always for South Asia. And they come and they also work even in even South Asian in America too. Mm. Uh, for, for example, in Enola Church, they came, they learned, and when they're back home, they started, tra they started training as well as they started a house church in their own homes. So good things are happening all over around the globe. And uh, this is how the multiplications started and still is going to be to see no place left around the world. Okay. Now, Kumar, God's using you as really a movement catalyst in, in India and other parts of the world. So what are you, what's he teaching you about your role and uh, how you do your role well? Uh, as of now, God is telling me to train as much as possible uh, to become a better trainer around the world and train as much as, uh, as possible as I can. And I would say that uh, he's making me to be a coach for many organizations and many ministries. Basically, I'm a coach. And I feel that the world needs better coach and a better player. If mm -hmm. nobody can become a coach if he has not practiced. So I will say that we have practiced. So theoretically and practically, we can coach around the globe. Mm. Okay. And what's, what's the vision that he's given you? What are you trusting him for? The Lord has given me uh, visions, one million to focus by 2020 and by catalyzing the movement around the world. So it's crossing now. So we don't count from networks. But to fulfill this, the Lord also told me to focus on streams of fourth gen and beyond. Because tracking has become one of the major problems in our, in our ministry. So I'm just working on fourth gen and beyond. So each church, if they are planted fourth gen and beyond, we see at least minimum of seven churches, new churches. So 147,000 streams we are going to focus by 2020. So we already reached 40,000 streams right now. 
So we only need 100,000 100, streams to work on by 2020, which multiplied by seven equal to 1 million 29,000. 1 million 29,000 new believers? By, yes, I it will come to pass by 2020. Okay, so you want to see over a million new believers um, yes. And that will be achieved through um, multiplying streams of fourth generation churches and beyond. Yes. So it average of average of ten people each church, then it will give us at least uh, one million ten. Ten million people we will get by twenty twenty. Okay, so the one million yeah. is one million churches. Churches, yeah. In, with at least 10 million people. Yes. By 20, and these are overwhelmingly new believers in unreached areas of the world. Yes, yes. And by 2025 is 5 million, 2030 will be 10 million. Okay. So this is how we strategically, we have... Uh, Maintaining the pace plus catalyzing, then vision casting is going on speed rapidly everywhere. And it sounds like one of the pieces that God has given you is you're engaging in unreached fields, helping people reach their world, and then challenging yeah. them to join you in multiplication. So this is happening. This is not happening by mobilizing Australians or Americans or British. This is happening by mobilizing Cambodians and, you know. Africa. Yeah. Yeah. By 2020, I challenged them that the Laos should enter to the European countries. Mm. Cambodia will go to Middle East to work. It, now it will be, it will be a U-turn. It, mm. It's going to be Asia reaching the world. Yes. But after 2020, this is what uh, the Lord has told me to pursue. Praise God. If you'd like to learn more about Kumar and the movements that are multiplying around South Asia and going to the rest of the world, have a read of Pioneering Movements, chapters 5 and chapter 6.